those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed, the bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass and dictators die, and the power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, and what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines, you are not cattle, you are men. Welcome everybody, this is Room Tone, the radio show, and here we are on 100.5 FM Cop Radio. In this show, we talk movies, filmmaking, the moving image up there. This is our passion. This is what our heart beats for. And today in the booth, I want everybody to raise your hands for Ethiopian filmmaker Daniel D. Negatu. How are you doing, Daniel? Hey, Rogero. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you here, and I'm really happy to, to, to say that this has been a very, very genuine, spontaneous uh, meeting because... Um, let me tell you what happened. I uh, was at the Doc VC event, and uh, I just looked around the, the, the you know around the room, and I saw this 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 new this new face. You know, I was like, wow, this is interesting. What do we have there? And then as soon as I approached Daniel, some really good energy uh, came across, and it just felt right. And so here we are today talking about a little bit uh, uh, the the blend of uh, the Ethiopian essence, you know, and the, the African culture, and how you also came to Canada and uh, from Toronto you came here to Vancouver. Let me ask you first things first. Who are you? Ooh, that's a tough question. <laughs> okay, my name is Daniel. Um, I was born and raised uh, in Ethiopia. Um, uh, I moved to Canada in 2014. Uh, first moved to Toronto. Um, I originally, by training, I'm a civil engineer, of all things. And, wow. Um, but I could not, but I gave that up like after a year or so. Basically, handed the degree to parents and then started making films. <laughs> And thank God I haven't looked back ever since. Wow, that's a hell of a story right there. I can't wait to to step into it and just head dive a little bit more into what filmmaking means to you. And so I want to ask you, why did you move from Ethiopia to Toronto and then eventually from Toronto to Vancouver? Um, moved to Toronto from Ethiopia uh, to be with my wife, who was already living in Canada. Um, and then while we were in Toronto, we had our uh, little daughter. Uh, who's the love of our lives uh, but it was just the three of us in Toronto we didn't have the sense of uh, family structure uh, to support us uh, it was either when I was working my wife had to stay at home to support the little one uh, but right around 2000 uh, the late 2018 early 2019 my brother-in-law was moving to to BC to start up a business and then it made sense for us to move here to join him at least our little daughter would have her cousins to play with so yeah here I am. So we got a lot of love in this story. That's <laughs> awesome. I love the sound of that. And I can uh, actually see and feel the love in, the, in your films. And uh, I specifically want to ask uh, and talk to you about uh, this one piece of content. It's a half an hour piece of content that you created uh, to uh, be assisted uh, and accompanied with the, the traditional Ethiopian coffee ceremony. Is that right? Yes. Tell yes. us a bit more about that, because that's genius. Um, well, that film is called Tesfai. It was made as part of my uh, MFA thesis uh, uh, film at the York University. 
Um, so the film is basically structured according to an Ethiopian traditional coffee ceremony, uh, which is split into three sections. They're called the Abul, Tona, and Baraka. Um, so one of the reasons why I wanted to do that is because the Ethiopian traditional coffee ceremony is something that has been in existence for generations in Ethiopia. It is used as a storytelling mechanism traditionally. Uh, so it was my effort to marry a traditional storytelling medium that was existent in uh, Ethiopia with a technologically driven medium that is cinema. Um, so part of the reason why I broke it into, th I, so the film is uh, broken into three just like the Ethiopian coffee ceremony. Uh, the film comes to a stop at the end of each and every section for people to get another cup of coffee and it also opens up the space for audience participation. So yeah, that was uh, partly the thought process behind uh, why the film was made that way. I love the sound of that because it really steps into uh, conceptually breaking the medium, you know? Mm -hmm. It feels like you want to reach out from the screen, you know, and, and just whisper the story in the audience's ears. And uh, I could feel that that touch, you know, also while watching the film and just even in the cuts, in the framing, in the in the ideas behind the, uh, the, 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 the movie magic, right? So congratulations for that. And something else I want to ask you about is... Um, um, sorry, I forgot to mention... Oh, make here. it happen. Um, well, the film, part of the reason, another reason why I wanted to open it up like that is because the film is about an Ethiopian immigrant who was cast away um, in the middle of the Indian Ocean and then um, he is currently living in Toronto. Um, so the film has got a lot to do with immigration um, and I also, Toronto is also a very diverse city uh, with people, live, people from diverse backgrounds and I wanted to open it up for people's feedbacks and for people's stories to bleed into the screening also because all of us are from somewhere else. And when people are watching that film, I want them to reflect upon their experiences of how they came to Canada. Uh, and when the film comes to a stop at the end of each section, I want people to hopefully share their stories with amongst each other and hopefully, um, you know, that creates space for people to to know each other. Um, it also helps them to interact with the content they just saw on screen in front of them. And it also breaks this, I want to say, tyrannical interaction of traditional cinema Ooh, exhibition okay. where people just, you know, stare at a silver screen for an hour, an hour and a half, and then at the end of the screening they just walk out. So I wanted to break that. and. Um, coming from Ethiopia, um, I noticed that a lot of Ethiopian and African storytelling mechanisms or ways of interaction are usually two-sided. It's very communal. Um, so I love, I, I love the sound of that, especially because that I really take. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel in, like in cinema, yeah. I feel like uh, the the dynamics that you're creating with this project are extremely new and, and forward-thinking. And Thank you. you know, taking taking it back to to the process of the actual artistic exhibition because it's an exhibition it's an artistic exhibition in the end um you know the cat down the street told me that you already had a screening here in vancouver um yes uh so when i came to bc that i was lucky enough uh, that vivo media arts picked up the film for distribution in bc mm. um so they were kind enough to organize a screening for the film um and uh, me and my brother-in-law also provided the ethiopian coffee so people had a taste of ethiopian coffee while they were watching the film as well so yeah 
a shout out to Vivo Media and Arts. This is a great, great, great way to tell stories and create movement and a dynamic around the core of gravity, you know? This is when the film becomes the core of gravity and then, you know, you see the audience rotating and dancing around that core and then that's when movement happens, you know? That's when you feel you, you have learned something, you have, you have felt something, you know? And personally, I did feel that too uh, when, when witnessing the story that you were telling and just even diving through the eyes of the interviewees. Now, how was your relationship with the interviewees throughout the process? Um, my relationship was, it's mostly, um, I want to say, I, I wanted to establish good relationships with the people before I even picked up the camera. I wanted, especially with the subject of the film. Um, when I first got introduced to him, he had no idea that I was a filmmaker. He so we just became friends. He was also from Ethiopia, so it's very easy to, to communicate. So um, right around that time when I met him, I had just been accepted to York University, but the project that I pitched as part of my thesis program was completely different. Uh, and for various reasons, that project didn't work out. So I was looking for a story to turn into a film and all this while I was in touch with Tasfai and he was telling me his story so I one day pitched to him hey you like you have an interesting story and do you mind working with me and turning this into a film story and he was he was super interested um, so before I even picked up the camera one uh, agreement that we had with Tasfai was I would involve him in the creative aspect as well I would listen to his feedback I would not shoot anything he doesn't want me to um, which also, and then I made a five-minute teaser for the film as part of a school project. But that it let him understand what the process is involved. Um, uh, and then he showed that short film to his uh, wife and daughter, who were living in Halifax. His daughter took a keen interest in becoming part of the film. And then, uh, when I was making the extended version of the film, I actually went out to Halifax and met his ex-wife and his daughter as well. So one thing led to another, but it was mostly built on, uh, you know, communication and understanding and, uh, you know, letting the subjects of the film into the creative process. Mm -hmm. I think that's a, that's a duty. You know, oh, we have to definitely. have that as documentary filmmakers. How yes. can we just uh, tell a story and not go back to the source of that story? You know, it definitely. becomes uh, like breaking a bridge. Yeah. Uh, I, and uh, that's something uh, I'd love to uh, talk to, to you specifically about when it comes down to connecting with that interviewer on such delicate themes. Uh, I've seen that in the documentary you have included shots of of him specifically watching, uh, um, you know, TV of whatever was happening in, in Ethiopia, right? Mm -hmm. How did you feel in that moment? Well, it was me also being an Ethiopian and, uh, you know, watching the turmoil happening uh, on the news. I was also affected as well. Um, I'm not going to lie. Um, so it, it, me making the, the film with Tesfai as he was going through a difficult time in his life, both personally and in terms of the nostalgia he had to face with his country, um, it, the making of the film also felt like an outlet mechanism for me somehow to process all my feelings as well. 
Um, so yeah, it, it was a very therapeutic process, uh, I have mm. to say. <laughs> mm. Oh, amazing. The power of art, the power of communication and storytelling. Oh, definitely. Amazing. Definitely. You know what? We're going to take a really, really quick break uh, with some music from a band. Incredible, groovy music over here. Nice. A band called Seba Kapstad. The magic of this uh, group is that there are two African musicians and two European musicians celebrating and standing up together for community. And this is what's happening here in this booth uh, on Room Tone, the radio show as well. You know, we're coming together, Europe and Africa, yes. to celebrate the craft. So everybody enjoy. This is Thina. Wow, that's some beauty right there yeah, from Seba Kapstad. Tina, holy moly. I have to say, um, the taste, you know, behind all of this and um, the, the, the passion. You can feel the passion. You can just feel it coming through you. We were just shaking our heads here in the break, Definitely in the booth on 100.5 FM, straight from the downtown east side of Vancouver. Now, let's get back to movies. Here we talk movies, talking movies, moving image. Daniel Di Negatu is here with us in the booth and I read a wonderful essay on your website danieldinegatu.com and I want to ask you I read a beautiful beautiful quote uh, from your essay from Harry Jenkins he says a medium's content may shift its audience may change and its social status may rise or fall but once a medium establishes itself as satisfying some core human demand it continues to function within the larger system of communication options yes 
so much in that quote, extremely juicy, and it really opens up uh, uh, the conversation around the participation versus interaction. Yes. I really want to hear from you about that. Okay, well, to start off, that quote is from Henry Jenkins' uh, book, uh, Part Convergence Culture. Exactly, yeah. Um, I, I would, that quote was very interesting for me because it justified my thought process behind using a traditional medium that was already in existence before technologically driven mediums substituted it. Uh, th that told me that traditional mediums are not necessarily dead, they keep evolving and um, that was like the trigger, if you will, that made me want to adapt, um, you know, technology with traditional culture. Uh, versus, you know, uh, dropping whatever you had in the past and then, you know, adopting technology like brand new. It's a spot where tradition and technology come together. Tradition and innovation is really the, the juxtaposition, right? Mm -hmm. How can we, stepping into Canada, the country of innovation, bring our tradition and culture, you know, with ourselves and with our intentions and dreams and aspirations? This seems like an amazing example. Again, uh, having the possibility to to intercut and alternate and create a whole experience by sharing the film and, and, and then have the traditional Ethiopian coffee ceremony, it's genius. Nice. I'd love to Thanks, hear buddy. from you and how can people stay in touch uh, in case you do other more screenings here in Vancouver? Um, well, I so far um, uh, there was one screening at the Vivo Media and Arts and I had another community screening uh, at the Ethiopian Association here in BC. Um, I want to continue making this uh, community screenings happen where I bring Ethiopian coffee and I show the film and people uh, get to taste what Ethiopian authentic coffee tastes like and this is what the ceremony is all about and also get a chance to experience the film as well. Um, I am looking out for venues who, are, who want to host this film, um, so anybody, I am super interested. Um, right now, I am thinking about maybe reaching out to the Eritrean community as well here in BC and maybe trying to get them to host the film. Uh, so I, I will keep you posted as things progress, uh, but you can definitely stay tuned on my website, danieldinagatu.com, and uh, on Instagram also, uh, which is... Uh, uh, Gera underscore works. Wonderful. W -U -R -X. We're going to put all these links in the description of these podcasts so that people can uh, directly reach out and connect. And uh, I want to uh, step into a little bit of a different world now when it comes down to representation of the culture. Have you ever come across misrepresentation of your own culture? Um... I don't know if you want to call it misrepresentation, but definitely the periods of the 1970s and 80s uh, was not necessarily good for Ethiopia because there was widespread hunger. Um, the world of the people had to come together to Ethiopia's aid, which was all a good thing. But um, as things progressed, those images lingered in international mass media uh, where people were thinking that all Ethiopians were hungry and poor even after things have in improved in Ethiopia. This is not necessarily only unique to Ethiopia. I feel uh, there's a lot of misrepresentation that's going on in Africa as well. I feel there's a lot of good stories that need to be told or are not being told and uh, sometimes I feel it's my responsibility as a filmmaker and a photographer to share these stories, show there's an, there's an added perspective uh, to what life is all about in Africa. 
purpose is washing your soul. There you go. I love it. And it's uh, you're being a bridge, you know, yes, between yes. Ethiopia and Africa to all the rest of the world. You're Definitely. really like a, a, an ambassador, you know, and uh, you, that's uh, that's that's precious. You know, gotta be proud. Gotta be gotta gotta be happy. You know, all this energy, you know, is gonna keep that warm smile going and that good energy flowing, and it's gonna keep that haircut flowing too, man. That's quite something right there. Amazing, amazing. Well. From being a civil engineer and stepping into the world of filmmaking, mm -hmm. when was the magical moment when you picked up that camera and it all made sense? Um, okay, so in 2005 is when I graduated in civil engineering and I stuck it through till 2006 uh, trying to see if this is a profession, you know, worth continuing. But then there had to come a point in my life where I'm like, hey, I'm going to wake up one day and then I'm going to, you know, be 40 or 50 years old and I'm gonna regret this so I decided I, I at that point I didn't necessarily know that I wanted to become a filmmaker I just knew that civil engineering was not the thing for me um, but I was lucky enough to have a professional photographer as a friend at that point who suggested that I help him out on an art project that he was working on and it, it clicked uh, it, it made a lot of sense it did it, it ended up being a feeling like a demand or something that I've been craving for, like a creative outlet, uh, and I just took it away. Um, um, I originally started off working as a participatory project manager at an uh, at other nonprofit making films, and then slowly ventured off into commercial filmmaking, and uh, here we are. And that's how you 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 sort of faded into the world, and uh, and the heart pulled you in. You know, definitely love that. Follow the heart always, and probably the heart even took you from Toronto all the way to Vancouver. What's the story about that? Well, why I came to Vancouver was uh, really to be closer to family. Uh, we did not. It was just me, my wife, and our little daughter in Toronto. Um, it was difficult because uh, both me and my wife had to work, um, and there was no family support uh, available. Uh, but then, uh, at the beginning of this year, my brother-in-law came to Vancouver uh, or BC to start up a business uh, with his family. And then that was right around the time when I had graduated from York University and it was time for a fresh start and it made sense for us to make the move out here. And here we are. There you go. And the Vancouver film community really welcomes you. Arms open. Welcome Thank to you. Vancouver. Thank YVR you. is a very Thank special you. place. Things happen very quickly. Hollywood as North long as you just, you just flow, you just feel <laughs> for the flow. And, and you know, it's, it's a beautiful community because I feel that what you give is what you also get, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's so beautiful to give to a community that is so crystalline and so clear and so passionate. You mm -hmm. really, you really find, your, find yourself at home here. Um, really Thank passionate, you. very cool. Um, I love the sound of that also because I remember us having conversations about VR. Yes. Um, what I call my artistic practice right now is I, I like to work at the intersection between uh, traditional indigenous wisdom uh, and technologically driven mediums, uh, including VR and AR. Um, so yeah, VR and AR are definitely things that I am experimenting with right now, uh, but I haven't produced anything uh, concrete using that medium. I'm still struggling with how to work with it and what are its limitations, what is possible with it. But definitely one thing that I feel is very interesting about AR and VR is the fact that technology is new. The rules have not been exactly written for it, so it's really 
a playground, if you will, that anything is possible. Um, but I'm also cognizant of the limitations of the technology as well. So yeah, it is it's still a thought process that is going on in my head. Have you played video games before? Uh, limited video games. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I stopped at Mortal Kombat. I have to say, <laughs> Sega Genesis. <laughs> There you go. It's it's fascinating because we are tapping into that world, right? Into that Definitely. that that leeway, that gray area where video games and film are meeting. And uh, I've always I've always been striving to find that that medium that can bring the interaction of video games mm. with. Uh, the articulation of cinema and having that wedding and that beautiful marriage going on, but True. we're not there yet, you know. No, no, we're not there yet. Where, where, where is it? Where, where are we now? Where, where do you think? When, when is that going to happen? Um, I don't know. I don't. Know. That's a very good question. Uh, but I definitely feel that uh, there is the magic that uh, video games and technology gives us. That the idea of interaction. Um, but I also feel there's another word. Uh, that comes uh, called participation, uh, which is uh, somehow different from interaction. Interaction, it's, uh, you know, the, like when you're using a piece of software, there's an interface that you have to interact with. Um, whereas participation is, um, I, I don't know, in my head, it is, um, it is, it has more to do with face-to-face -face human interactions. Uh, where you have a sort of a sense of agency in terms of like the medium of communication, the content of uh, communication, whereas with an interface you're locked into this, you know, pre-programmed interface or mm -hmm. user experience. That is the limitation that I think uh, of inter interaction. I have to like thinking of Henry Jenkins. What he also says is. The only limitation for interaction is technological, and I th I think there is uh, that that's food for thought. Wow, that's that's a buffet for thought, man. There's a <laughs> lot in that. Wow, and uh, this is very 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 appealing, and and uh, I have to say, when it comes down to interaction, as you mm. mentioned, it's almost like you're stuck in that bubble. Is that is that is that uh, something close to that 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 what your thoughts, you know, close to that bubble with an interface? The participation has that human aspect, yes. right? Yes. And that human aspect is an is energetical. You yes. know, you can feed it. Yep. Just when looking, we look at someone in the eyes, and you know that energy is flowing through. Exactly. There's something that about face-to-face -face interactions that is not technologically replaceable, at least not yet. I don't think it will be, but who knows what the future will bring. Definitely agree. Definitely agree. Beautiful right there. Wow. The taste of these conversations. Wow. As, as tasty as the music. And I think that right now it's time for us to, to head dive into another track from Seba Kabstad. Yeah. Uh, super tasty grooves, guys. Open your ears and open your heart. This is Hackman.
That was Hackman from Seba Kabstad. Wow, two African musicians and two European musicians. What a beautiful mix. So much passion. Yeah. Wow, incredible. Here we are on Room Tone, the radio show. I'm Rogerio, your host, 100.5 FM Cop Radio, talking movies. And here today in the booth, we have Daniel Di Negatu. How are you feeling, Daniel? All good? All good, all good. All good so far, man. <laughs> Shaking those heads again in that break. Definitely music. my head to that music, bro. Man, wow. I'm so happy to be here in sunny Vancouver. Summer is right up ahead. Summer and the film industry is, is about to bloom again. Yes. Any plans for this summer? Um, any plans for this summer? Um, what does yeah. your heart say? What does your heart say? My heart says, God, make more friends. <laughs> <laughs> Vancouver is a great more. place for that. Great exactly. place for that. Exactly. Good yeah. stuff. Good yeah. stuff. And you see Vancouver, not only in the film industry, but in the arts is growing a lot. Of mm. course, it's a very young city. Mm -hmm. But if you want to grow, Vancouver is the place to grow because Vancouver is growing. You can grow along with YVR. Now, arts wise, you know, it's um, incredible. Keep an eye on all the amazing events that are going to be happening uh, film wise, arts wise. Um, big hug to Vancouver. Thank you for giving us all of this and uh, we want to give back we want to yeah, give back yeah. thank you Vancouver and our way to give back is with films movies yes where do you see yourself in five years oh the five-year question yeah the five-year question one two three four five <laughs> <laughs> uh, well I definitely see myself making more films um, making more uh, collaborations within communities uh, there's something that I uh, want to venture off into, especially in uh, Canada, is, um, it's concerning indigenous wisdom and culture, uh, not necessarily indigenous culture uh, within the perspective of Canada as well, but globally, um, I feel one of the common traits that indigenous culture and wisdom holds throughout the world is the sense of community, the sense of being close to nature, sharing what you have. And I definitely want to celebrate that. I'm also from Ethiopia, where, uh, which is home to a lot of indigenous cultures. Um, so I definitely want to s work on the intersections of all these uh, indigenous uh, ways of thinking around the world, um, especially in terms of where we are in the world, uh, with climate change, uh, with all the environmental problems that we're facing. I think there's a lot of indigenous wisdom that we need to glean and learn from uh, moving ahead. So that is definitely something I, I see myself working on. And that's definitely something that the world needs. Yes. There is a thirst for that. Oh my God, You yes. can see it in the people's eyes, you know. Yes, we it's need actually that a matter substance. of survival now. So. Yeah, yeah. So many things are happening and so many things are imminent. Just in the next 10 years, everything mm -hmm. is going mm -hmm. to be so different. True. If you can think that 10 years ago, we were still wondering about iPhones and, and things like that. And now everybody has one. So what's going to happen in five years and then 10 years? Mm -hmm. We need mm -hmm. to stay attached and connected to that substance, the substance of life, you know? Yeah, yeah. And what a great way, uh, storytelling, to do it. So go ahead, uh, chase that dream. But what is the big dream? The big, big dream. The big dream would be um, having enough resources. I don't want to call it cash or money, but mm -hmm. having enough resources and networks to produce work that you feel is relevant. Um, yes, technology has democratized filmmaking uh, where you know you can make a film out of your iPhones now, but the sense of distribution is lacking, I feel, uh, for especially for independent cinema. Um, uh, so yeah, I definitely want to be a, at a place where independent cinema distribution is 
much better than what it is right now. Yeah, so that that would be the big dream, I guess. Something is happening soon. I feel it. This is a big problem that has has really uh, tortured so many filmmakers. You true, know, true. we all have that dream, want to get that movie out there, and we have to be so creative now mm-hmm, to be mm-hmm. able to make a living and get the word out, and you know, and and just uh, be able to really share the film. Exactly. And every film is different. This is the beautiful aspect yes. of it that yes. every film is going to be distributed or is going to be successful in being distributed differently and yes. it's important to define your own success yeah. what does success mean in the terms of making the film or in terms of distributing the film mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what is that line and we don't know where it is yeah. with so many domains in life we don't know where the line is and Definitely. right now we're drawing it and we're looking at each other in the eyes and saying is this supposed to be here and then people push it further back or people push it the other way and mm-hmm. we are in that dance it's yep. all a dance yes. it's all a big dance and sometimes it gets really messy but it's still a dance you know we gotta embrace it Yeah, yeah. now I want to talk to you about your film MFA in Toronto Okay. That's uh that's uh quite an adventure right there because it opens up the the conversation to film school and you know and and, and exploring that world. How mm-hmm. did you feel about your experience and and the the experience with the relationship with film school itself? Um at York. Um yeah, so I when I came to Canada in 2014, I like to believe I was a all already an established filmmaker. But when I came to Canada, I didn't have the sense of network or people that I knew, collaborators, artists, or even access to equipment in Canada to pre- to keep on making films. So it made sense for me to go back to school to strike that sense of network again. And York University was kind enough to accept me as a student in the MFA program at film. Shout out to John Grayson. Yay, yay. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Shout out right there. So, yeah. Um, I was when I when I joined York University, it actually opened up a lot of doors for me in terms of uh, you know access to equipment, working with a lot of uh, you know like-minded uh, professional filmmakers who are part of my cohort as well. Um, their different practices, the different ways from which they're looking at filmmaking, and uh, how I was coming at it from it, it it added to how you know the general picture I made of. Uh, what is possible as a filmmaker or what is possible using the medium of cinema and VR or any other technology. Um, You look at what Christopher Nolan says, we're just scratching the surface. Someone who's all the way up there, you know, and when spreads such a hopeful message, really the future for cinema. And really it's about looking at cinema from from an angle that that Mm. takes it away from that flatty, you know, idea, Mm -hmm. the 2D idea. Cinema, it can be the core of the movement, mm-hmm. you know, and everything that flies around. It's like having a sun and the film is the sun, you know, but we have a whole solar system. And what about all those planets around? And how exactly. far is this solar system going to extend? Exactly. It's only up to us as filmmakers to decide this. Let's not limit ourselves. Yeah. We can go so far, create yes. incredible movements and dynamics. And again, an example of that is your artistic exhibition with mix that mixes the documentary with the traditional coffee ceremony from Ethiopia. It's uh, it's something that I really feel for, and uh, it really speaks loud to your intention and even your 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 way of thinking outside the box. Thank you, buddy. M- mixing tradition and innovation. Wow, that's uh, quite a chat we've had today. Um, I want to ask you, you left uh, Ethiopia uh, around five years ago, is that correct? That is correct, 2014. Do you miss it? Always. 
always. <laughs> <laughs> I've been lucky enough to go back and forth for the past three years. Um, it's been two years since I last went, uh, and I miss it. I miss it terribly. Mm-hmm. And what's your what's your relationship with that with the community um, in Ethiopia? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I, I'm still in touch with my friends, my uh, my family, more, like. My entire family is in Ethiopia right now. Um, um, I reach out to my friends every now and then. Um, I also try to go back uh, and to work on a couple of projects. Um, yeah, uh, I try to keep that connection alive as much as possible. Mm-hmm. That's that's uh, that's uh, really important for all of us also here in Vancouver. Many of us coming from outside, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and. Having the opportunity to stay connected in this dynamic world is huge. Oh, Imagine definitely. some time ago, you know, that, that people didn't have this opportunity and nobody knew about anything or what was happening on the other side of the world. Everything is, is flowing so fast. Exactly. Is it too fast? Yes, I def- it definitely feels too fast <laughs> these days. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're, we're drowning in information and starving for knowledge, you know? Yeah, yeah. sometimes too many options is not good, I think. <laughs> yeah. The creative world too, you know? Yeah. If you get all the freedom, you know, you're not going to get those walls that are going to make you bounce. Exactly, yeah. Sometimes it's the limitations where the creativity comes from. I feel so. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. I love the sound of that. I love the sound of that. <laughs> and that's where really we can play as independent filmmakers, you yeah, know? Definitely. That's that's our playground, man. This, yeah. We love this, you know? Exactly. Oh, this didn't work out. Okay, let me think about this. Oh, let me figure out that. Okay, <laughs> ooh, this one, you know? And, and it really goes back to community, you know? To people. We're all stories with legs. We all walk around and carry our energy. Mm. And uh, this makes life so beautiful. And, and you know, it, it's, it's completely, everything is spiraling around all over the place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What a great opportunity to be alive, huh? It's quite Definitely. incredible. We're living in interesting times. Man, listen, 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 listen. We are approaching the end of the episode. We got to go for the one-minute pitch. Are you ready? We're going to make that one-minute pitch happen, okay? Okay. All right. So I'm going to hit that clock. And then it's for your time to pitch for one minute. Anything at all. Your dream project, your dream world, anything at all. Cool. You ready? All right. And clock in three, two, one. Let's go. Okay. Um, I'm going to talk about something I am developing, a project that I'm nursing. Um, So it has, again, going back to indigenous culture and wisdom, uh, I feel there's a lot of interconnectivity there, being close to nature, sharing what you have. Um, care for the environment. Uh, I also feel that most of indigenous culture and wisdom is unwritten. Most of it is oral, uh, where that which means most of it resides with our grandfathers, our grandmothers, the elderly, the senior citizens. Um, so I definitely want to uh, work with seniors, especially within the indigenous community, um, hopefully getting them to share some of the wisdom, some of the traditional cultural ways of life. Um, so yeah, uh, this is something that I am definitely interested in working on, and I am definitely looking for collaborators and interested individuals, organizations, anybody. Yeah. Amazing! And there goes the pitch from Daniel D. Negatu. Now this is uh, this sounds like there is a lot of passion, there is a lot of heart. How can we connect that energy and that passion and that heart with the resources that are needed? Um, can you paraphrase that? Can How you, can yeah. the community of Vancouver help you with that? Um, well, I am reaching out to um, indigenous elders. Um, I'm reaching out to community organizations. Um, some of them have expressed interest in collaborating, uh, and I am going to pursue those leads. 
Um, so yeah, I, I feel like I have already started making the initial steps uh, towards making this dream come true, and uh, I definitely don't have all the all the answers. I am open to feedback. Uh, part of my practice is always to stay open to possibilities. I want to make my creative process as participatory as possible. So anybody who has ideas, feedback on the way things should progress, um, please holla at me. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> holla at Daniel right there. Um, wonderful. I love this, this really open mind and I feel like keeping that open mind and open heart things are going to come at you so stay positive thank you brother Clean, keep planting the seed every day you know always, always. plant a seed every day put the thought in the universe and the universe is going to bring it back at you yeah. when the timing is most right you have to trust the timing of your life True. you know plant that seed but always remember to water mm, mm, yeah. I love the sound of that there you go Daniel I love it right there amazing well you know what uh, we have the amazing Proust questionnaire uh, waiting for us Ooh. just around the corner are you ready? You want to go for it? Hit I'm going to pick five questions randomly out of the, the, the Proust questionnaire. Proust wrote down 35 questions, mm -hmm. believing he could uh, really step into someone's world, you know, figure out someone's true identity. Cool. So we're going to pick five randomly and just get to talk a bit about life and not necessarily film only. Cool. First question of the Proust questionnaire. What or who is the greatest love of your life? My little daughter. That's an easy one. That's awesome. Yeah. How old is she? She's four, turning on five in November. Congratulations. Thanks, thanks, wow, buddy. this thanks. is incredible. So you're also being a father yes, and filmmaker. Yes, taught me a lot, I have to say. That's beautiful. <laughs> Congratulations and thank shout you, out, you. you know. Thank you. All the fathers out there and all the families out there, fathers, mothers, you know, working hard to grow, to grow us up, you know. We yeah. should never forget we're all sons or daughters, you know. Yes. And uh, yes. incredible gratitude to, 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 for sure, my family. And it's so great to hear that passion coming from you. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you. Second question of the Proust questionnaire. What is your current state of mind? Um, at peace. Mm. I want to say. You want to say. <laughs> and I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> All right. That, uh, well, then I say let's moonwalk to the third question of the Proust questionnaire. What is your most treasured possession? My most treasured possession is listening. Wow. Yeah. That's deep. I love that. Yeah. I like to listen. Mm -hmm. to stories yeah and we miss that we miss that in in, in today's world you know the ability to sit down mm -hmm. and listen yeah. it's not about hearing you know it's about listening it's extending those that that energy and those hands and those arms to whoever is sharing that story so that we can pick it up exactly and when, i think that's also the source of empathy when was the empathy is recognizing yourself in the other person and um, unless you listen you first of all you don't listen with just your ears you listen with your entire being mm. and that's how you connect with other individuals and that's how you recognize that everyone is still connected so yeah Embracing that connection. Yeah, yeah. When was the moment that you that you got to that to that ledge where you could say, "Okay, I gotta listen more." Um, I think this lesson has been taught to me during various uh, stages in my filmmaking career. Where originally, um, you know, I had to 
pick up all the skills that were necessary for my filmmaking and then eventually I had to open up to different possibilities because filmmaking is a truly collaborative field. You cannot afford to do everything yourself. So the more I learned to incorporate other people's feedbacks, other people's input, the more that told me that, hey, you know, more minds working on a project, more possibilities. Mm-hmm. I can tell that you have that uh, that really smooth approach to collaboration. Probably is connected to any sports in your past. Maybe football, mm-hmm. which North Americans call soccer. <laughs> <laughs> What position? I usually played midfield and left winger. Wow, midfield man! Yeah. Holy moly, getting that Make chess game figured out, man! I yeah. love it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Fourth question of the Proust questionnaire. Who are your heroes in real life? My heroes in real life, there are many, um, but I'll think of two or three. Uh, one, straight at the top of my head, is Osman Semben, an African legend, filmmaker, philosopher, author. Shout out. Um, Haile Garima, from an, he's also a fellow Ethiopian filmmaker. He's, he's a giant in the independent filmmaking uh, industry, if you call it industry. Um, the third one is... I'm blanking out on the third one, I'm sorry. But there are many, many, uh, like in the filmmaking circles and also in everyday circles. My mom is also a hero. Yeah, yeah, she's she's a legend. Like, I, re- I realized how talented and patient my mom was after I had our, our daughter. So, yeah. Wonderful. Mm, this is so tasty, man. Thank you for opening up and sharing all of this. I don't take no, it for pleasure. granted. My pleasure, bro. Thank you for having me. It's it's spectacular, you know. Uh, so it's very um, meaningful to hear this. Thank you. And Thank especially you. looking at your journey and the trajectory that you're gonna have, because I see amazing things happening for you. And so you gotta you gotta stay 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 positive, you know. Be proud and, you know, and, and just share that love with the world, you know? Selfish, yeah. And so, with the fifth question of the Proust questionnaire, what is your idea of perfect happiness? Balance. Ooh, okay. We get some balance up in there. Balance is my idea of perfect happiness, which is <laughs> very hard to achieve, I have to say. <laughs> this is interesting that you mentioned this because I feel like there are two types of balance. One is a static, passive balance. You know, mm. you stand up on one foot. But the other one is an active balance. Exactly. And as you're walking, that's active balance because yeah. you're still keeping the balance and you're going forward. Of course, you're going left mm. and then right and then left and then right. And it's a dance. But there is still a balance. Yeah. And achieving that is, is definitely definitely tricky. But I feel like uh, when we understand that we are, want to go from A to B, the first thing we want to do is to understand that we need to go to not A. You know, understanding that we need to keep moving, you know? Definitely. That dynamic balance, like dance, like you said. I I think it also comes with the understanding that nothing is permanent. So you have to stay moving in that sphere of transient happenings. And that is a very important skill to have in life, I feel, which many of us don't. Wow, I love the combination of those words. Really um, interesting uh, combination of words right there. I'd love <laughs> to hear more about it, you know? I want to hear more from Daniel about balance. Maybe we'll have one uh, after the show. 
<laughs> sounds good. Sounds good. It's um, it's uh, it's beautiful to see how life is always. You know, it's 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 a beautiful arena, and life is the art of meeting. True. Just meeting you at that event and just uh, feeling the energy and the vibes, mm -hmm. and just things happen. You know, because that's how life flows. You know, every day in Vancouver something happens, and as Vancouverites, we have to be aware of that, and of course keep that balance alive how did you manage to keep the balance between your working life you know and your your your, your own uh, private life and then you have you know f you know film how do you manage to keep that balance it's always a challenge it's always a challenge uh, but as an independent filmmaker you always and as a family man uh, it's always a challenge in terms of you know making enough money using your crafts to support a family um, and also dedicating enough time to your craft regardless of it making some money so there's definitely a dance there uh, which I've been lucky enough to be dancing for the past 10 years and I intend to keep that rhythm mm -hmm. so, yeah amazing wonderful well the Proust questionnaire has taken us quite somewhere and uh, <laughs> I'm really happy to say that we are um, we have talked about so many different things Definitely, you know, I, I'd, I'd love to, you know, um, have you back on the show in the future, maybe when something uh, is happening related to more projects of yours. And uh, I, I want to ask you, what's your advice for filmmakers out there? Oof, that's a tough question, because uh, advice feels like I have wisdom to impart, which mm. I don't, to be mm, honest. Is that what you think? Um, yes. <laughs> I think it's for... It's for the elders to impart wisdom mm, it's for okay. us to walk in that wisdom mm. so i'd rather wow. shy away from this question wow to walk in that wisdom holy moly daniel that's a high five right there man, give me a high five in the booth come on yeah good stuff right there man i i um i'm uh, i'm feeling so happy to to have had this conversation with you and Thank right you now for me, bro. stepping in uh, sunny vancouver yeah. it's uh, it's phenomenal and uh, we are wrapping up this whole burrito with an amazing track from seba capstad called africa and seba uh, capstad is inviting you to africa what's your invitation for all the ones listening out there go to africa <laughs> Especially Ethiopia. <laughs> okay, then we'll definitely keep an eye on that and um, go to Africa with your heart in your hands, I would say. Yes, definitely. Definitely. It's, it's, no it's, expectations. You'll be amazed. Wonderful. Amazing. This was Daniel D. Negatu. You can find everything uh, uh, related to his work in the description of this podcast on roomtonepodcast.com or roomtoneradioshow.com. DanielDNegatu.com is also a place where you'll get to, to experience his, uh, his nice. work. And uh, I'm, I'm really, really, really woo, at peace right now. It just feels great to be playing this amazing, soulful track from Seba Kapstad. This is Africa on Room Tone, the radio show. Ruggiero, your host, sends you a big hug from Co-op Radio 100.5 FM. Enjoy life, and life will enjoy you. Ciao, ciao. Thank you.
As they tried to be uniform to hope some paper held back by structure. Funny we were the help that built this architecture. Now we're scattered like leftovers. Dana gets his yaku pega. Ogo pill, Ogobana nervous. Ogo pill, Ogobana nervous. Sizzle pumelelang and bella. It is true now. Although there is complexity and conflicts in view now. Let's make this land brand new now. Remember what is true now. We are beautiful, man. It's the love for this land. If we were made of bones and sand, we gotta understand that we were made in his image and it's his plan. Yeah. <laughs> 